You're listening to the Hamilton Today podcast from 900 CHML. All right. um, uh, We're certainly uh, hearing more and seeing more escalation in the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Uh, Ukraine looking for, obviously, more equipment uh, continuously. Uh, Now an issue over tanks and trouble with Germany and the U.S. agreeing on what and, 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 and whether to send things or not. Let's bring in Arl Brown, Professor of International Relations, Senior Member of the Monk School of Global Affairs at the University of Toronto and is with us now. Arl, thank you for the time. I hope you're well. Thank you. So uh, lots of talk of tanks. Ukraine wants them, needs them. Why is Germany hesitant to send them uh, this uh, an escalation of the war in the view of Germany and, and the U.S.'s involvement here? Germany has been very reluctant. They, they have been dragged along. At first, they only sent the uh, helmets, as you may remember, and then they upped uh, dramatically the number of uh, weapons that they've been sending. But they have uh, a kind of red line, it seems, in sending really heavy weapons, such as tanks. And not only that, they are not allowing countries that own German Leopard 2 tanks that have been willing to send them over to Ukraine, they are not getting permission from the Germans to do so because when these weapons, sophisticated tanks are sold, there's a stipulation that they cannot be transferred without the permission of the exporting state. And so Germany, Olaf Scholz, is not even willing to give that permission. What he has said repeatedly is that Germany will not be the first country to supply heavy tanks to Ukraine. Well, Britain, in a sense, challenged the Germans by deciding that they would send the Ukrainians 14 Chieftain II tanks. These are very sophisticated tanks. They are comparable to the Leopard II. And at this moment, there's a kind of standoff where the Germans are saying, well, let's see what United States does. Let's see if you can send it jointly. Can you provide us with cover? So it does not appear that Germany is taking the initiative because we do not want to be punished by the Russians. We do not want to provoke the Russians. But this idea of provoking Russians, this is long gone. Uh, the Russians do not need a provocation. They have launched this unprovoked attack, and they are continuing mass attacks uh, on Ukrainian cities, on infrastructure. So at what point do the Germans, and for that matter, the Americans decide that this is not just a matter of preventing Ukraine from failing, but maybe it's time to allow Ukraine to succeed. Uh, That that was my next question. Is that the objective, to win or just survive here and and keep them propped up? Is uh, is Germany being held hostage by Russia, or are they concerned that this will escalate? I mean, is it? I I guess you could say it's a bit of both, but is it more so that uh, Russia controls their energy and, and has the finger on Germany? Germany has done a lot to become energy independent. They have built these terminals to get liquefied natural gas. Olaf Scholz has been very proud to say that Germany is fully stocked for the winter, that they will not have an energy meltdown. They will be able to heat their homes, keep industry running. So it's not so much that uh, they would fear economic uh, retaliation because that already has taken place and it has not been particularly effective, but rather there's a historical legacy in that Olaf Scholz is also an extremely cautious leader. He's being urged by some of his coalition partners to provide those tanks or at least give permission. 
He has been urged by several of the Eastern European states, but he has not budged yet. And it's not only a German problem, to be frank. Uh, President Biden, the American administration, just announced a new package uh, of something like $3 billion to Ukraine. It will contain 100 striker uh, armored fighting vehicles. Uh, these are tank-like. They are wheeled vehicles. This is in addition to <clears throat> to the Bradley uh, armors. And uh, President Biden has not taken the leadership. So it's almost as if President Biden and uh, Olaf Scholz, Chancellor Scholz of Germany, are waiting on each other. Uh, they each seem to want to lead from behind, but not lead. Uh, so we talked about this earlier. You alluded to this. What's the objective here? Is it to win or just make it look like we're doing something? Here's the question. Will this war need to escalate in order for it to end? It, it is It is a crucial question, and uh, I do not think we have an answer. It is fine to be prudent. No one wants to have an escalation that would involve a direct conflict between NATO and Russia. I don't think the Russians are prepared or wish to do that either. But the day when we have to be super cautious uh, and we have to worry about provoking the Russians, that has gone by with the mass attacks on Ukrainian infrastructure, on the killing of civilians, when Russia shifted from a war of aggression to a war of terror. And so Ukraine is sustaining such heavy civilian losses that this cannot continue indefinitely. And uh, even though they have surprised uh, most observers with their tenacity, inventiveness, and the capacity to resist Russia and to take back territory, uh, Russia may be preparing a new offensive in the spring. And this is an opportunity for Ukraine to take back that territory, at least to get a situation where if there are to be negotiations, it could negotiate in favorable terms to liberate uh, most, if not all, of the territory that has been illegally occupied by Russia. But for that, they need to have the capacity. And as uh, Gary Kasparov, uh, the the Russian uh, chess player and uh, political dissident, has said, the West has always seemed to be a day late, that uh, they're doing uh, uh, today what they should have done yesterday. And so even though there's been a great deal of aid sent to Ukraine, this war is consuming astonishing quantities of equipment, and particular equipment is needed for an offensive by Ukraine, and that is heavy tanks. Aurel Brown with us, Professor of International Relations, Senior Member of the Monk School of Global Affairs at the University of Toronto. Aurel, as always, thank you so much for the time. Be well. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Hamilton Today podcast. You can listen to the show live weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 on 900CHML and online at 900CHML.com. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.